Welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. Thanks so much for joining us here on the program, Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., streaming live at those times at richarddugan.com, streaming the uh, locations as well at richarddugan.com, podcasts at SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, many other locations, too numerous to mention right now because our get, our hosts, our listeners, you folks have been uh, expanding our reach by reposting the interviews elsewhere. So thank you so much for doing that. Uh, we're also going to give you our guest website here in just a few moments so that you can do uh, more work, uh, continue your evolutionary process as well. And we also uh, would like to encourage you, if you're able to do so, you like what we're doing here, you like the guests we're bringing to you, Help us out financially at PayPal or Patreon. They are secure links for your security as well as ours. We thank you so much for helping us out and uh, greatly appreciate any support you can give us. We will even take energetic support. This is 2020, the year of perfect vision. And uh, we ask you to take the time to go within, to spend some time just being listening to that still small voice, finding that place of peace and calm that you can relax in and, and rejuvenate yourself. You only, you don't have to do it for very long, five minutes, 10 minutes, if you can, uh, longer if possible. I like to get out to the beach as much as possible, but I don't get out there as often as I'd like. Uh, so I just, uh, I, I do what I can. I, I, I spend time up in nature where we live and I just relax. So please take the time to do that. Today's guest is going to bring us a lot of good information, 52 ways to create your own success, simple strategies you can use to become a millionaire. The title is What Self-Made Millionaires Do That Most People Don't. Anne-Marie Sabbath, I thank you so much for joining us here on the program. It's great to have you with us. Thank you for having me, Richard. I'm honored. Uh, you know that uh, Steve Martin, many years ago, back in the uh, late 70s, came out with an album. And on it, he had, uh, uh, he had a, um, uh, a financial advice. Uh, uh, and he had written a book about this financial advice. The title of the book was How to Become a Millionaire. <laughs> Step one. First, get a million dollars. Then, and that was basically the end of the book. And that's not exactly how it works. And you don't print your own you'll get in more trouble than you care to think of. You don't steal it. Uh, and what really uh, uh, gripes me, I don't know about you, are those people who have come up with, with ways of interfering with the things that we want to do, say on our computers or what have you, the viruses, the malware, the, 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 the ads that pop up and get in the way of what we're trying to accomplish. And I keep thinking, you're so creative. Why can't you come up with a something that's more productive instead of keeping me from being productive? You know, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Um, back in 2008, when we had the big turndown, my economic turndown, a downturn, turndown. Um, I heard that uh, the statistics were that more entrepreneurial businesses were started after that than had been seen in decades. And I have a feeling that something similar is about to happen here in the United States in particular, uh, following uh, uh, the, uh, the, this whole virus uh, thing. With or without a vaccine, I have a feeling that many entrepreneurial businesses have started, even during this process. Is that kind of uh, how one would begin the process of becoming a millionaire is taking an idea and starting to put legs to it as opposed to getting a job at a company or corporation and hopefully you move up the ladder and you make more money and all of those kinds of things that the, the traditional way of making a million dollars well you've actually brought up a very good point uh People who work in corporations certainly can become self-made millionaires. However, a large percentage of self-made millionaires are have taken the leap and have created their own businesses or may work for a company, have side businesses. There's no one uh, size fits all. The majority of people have created their own destiny. And so... One of the many 52 secrets for creating your own success is to be responsible 
for what you want and who you are. And what's very interesting about this book uh, is most people didn't don't realize that they probably have mastered 40 of the 52 secrets. It's the few other ones that they haven't. And once they master those, they are truly on their way. That's what's so interesting about this. Uh, this book came out, uh, goodness, about a year and a half ago. And I love, love, love hearing from people who've read it and also love reading the reviews because people realize that they do these things. It's a matter of maybe not doing them consistently. We'll talk about some of the things. So um, may I give a few of the 52 secrets? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're playing with a full deck here and uh, hopefully we're playing with uh, an audience that is ready to receive. Well, I sure hope so because there would be nothing better than uh, having somebody turn the corner uh, by being responsible for their own success. Well, uh, they can be in any order. However, number one, you, in order to have what you want, you have to believe it. So number one, you have to create your own mindset. I was talking with someone yesterday and she wanted something in particular. And I said, well, it's very easy. Do you know how to begin? And she said, how? I said, you must write down what you want and tell nobody. So step one is think about it, conceive it, be, believe it, and then work toward A, achieving it. So CBA, conceive, believe, achieve. Now, money does not make people happy. Money is great because it provides food, shelter, and clothing. Another secret for creating your own success is right. Not planting a tree and thinking you're going to pick the uh, bills off the tree is surround yourself with people you want to be like. That is so essential. And some people say, but I don't know. Who do I know who's a self-made millionaire? Because most self-made millionaires don't look like self-made millionaires. They're not necessarily the ones that are flaunting their fancy schmancy cars and wearing their designer clothes. And don't kid yourself, I love nice things. However, it's most self-made millionaires are pretty understated. That's a big thing. So the thing is, is once you have it, you don't have to flaunt it. Mm -hmm. Another secret for success is be humble. Another is pay it forward. And that is, uh, there are many ways. I'd like to go back to surrounding yourself with people you want to be like. So many people don't know the people who they want to be like. And so I say, that's easy, an easy fix. Invest. Don't buy anything. If you're going to buy something, invest in it so you know you're going to have it. So invest in a book. I don't care if it's my book or somebody else's book. Invest in, uh, listen to a podcast. Recognize that you should treat your time like currency. So be very a very good time manager. And by doing that, your your currency will also be respected. You also so refer to these as habits, not just steps or rules. These are really right. Yes. These yeah. are really habits. So another one is stay psyched, stay motivated. And you know what? You don't have to be motivated 24 hours a day. However, be nice to yourself. Give yourself a half hour downtime. So if you're a parent and you're working and you're providing for your family and you're worn out at the end of the day, you know what? Give yourself that 15 minutes, either by getting up 15 minutes earlier, staying up 15 minutes later, driving around the block <laughs> if you are going somewhere so that you have time for yourself. Now, another very important secret for creating your own success is have a brain trust advisor. And what I mean is, a mentor, somebody who has achieved what you want, and you ask them, could you give me, could you just give me a half hour a month? And, you know, I admire this about you. I'd like to share with you where I am. And people don't need your problems. Nobody wants problems. People want to know what have you done and what are you going to do next? And how are you going about accomplishing certain things? Mm -hmm. So have someone 
who you can be accountable to. Now, again, you don't have to, uh, this is a big one. I tell you, when I was writing my book, I had not quite achieved this status. And I promised myself and readers that by January of this past, of this year, 2020, I would achieve it. And I had five more things I had to absolutely make sure I did. And it took me a good year and a half to two years to do it. One was plan your purchases. So example, today over lunch, I ran to the store and picked up nothing special. I mean, nothing special. I had on my list coffee filters, pepper, a big deal, pepper, uh, lemons, uh, straws. These are things on my list. If I saw something else, of course I could have bought it. I could have bought salt, big deal. However, because it wasn't on my list, I've now followed plan your purchases. And this is important because this is a form of discipline. Hmm. Now, there is uh, a phrase that is often used when one is starting a business by other people trying to encourage them to move forward. And that is you can't make money unless you spend money. And if you don't have any money to spend on whatever it is that you might need, uh, you, we've heard the stories of people who maxed out their credit cards and, and eventually, of course, they paid them back because they started making hundreds or thousands or millions of dollars. Right. But that, there's, there's a part of that that feels extremely risky for a lot of people uh, because they don't feel comfortable getting into debt like that especially when the cards are going to charge you up to 29 or 30 percent or more as they are doing these days. So you're right. how do you how do you address that phrase coming from someone who says to you, brand new entrepreneur, um, uh, uh, Anne, you got to spend money to make money, Anne, come on. Well, here's what I say. I say, number one, you have to have a minimum of two years of, uh, of expenses to cover your have two years of m enough savings so that you may not make money for 18 months i'm telling you guaranteed i started a business 33 years ago and let me tell you loud and clear it was not easy it was very difficult and i did not have two years of salary and i would never ever wish it on anybody so you can be an entrepreneur and you can start a business. However, the most successful businesses, believe me, are online businesses today. Mm -hmm. And we didn't have that um, 30 years ago. And so I say, if you want to start a business, plan what you're going to do. Do it part time. Do it an hour, three hours a week. Mm -hmm. You know, figure out what you're going to do. And you can do this online. I don't care what it is. I know somebody who's actually starting a business and he has a full-time job. I said, have your full-time job bankroll your business. And so, you know, in three years, you may have what you need. You have a, may have enough clients uh, and it's not competing with what he's doing and it's fine. So online businesses are a great way to do it. The thing is, is you don't want to lose your family by uh, going in the hole, by going bankrupt, by doing this. The key is you don't have to have your own business. The most important thing for being a self-made millionaire, and let me tell you, is plan your purchases. I tell you loud and clear. Invest after you have your own home, shelter, you have savings, you have an emergency fund, and this takes years to do, mm -hmm. then think about investing in a piece of real estate. So make things work for you. Mm -hmm. That's what this is about. And it takes forever. It took me forever. I remember when my I always wanted to own a piece of real estate over and above our house. Mm -hmm. After my children graduated from college, I said, my turn. And so I looked and looked and looked. It probably took me four years to find the one I wanted. And I owned that piece of real estate and I rented it to my business. And so that was the beginning of having passive income. 
It's very important to be able to do this. Another secret for creating your own success is take time to think. Self-made millionaires schedule alone time. I don't care if you stand in the shower five extra minutes. I don't care if you go for a walk alone or you put your earphones on and just think. This is, these are the habits. They're not difficult habits. Believe me, I can guarantee you. So we've already talked about exercise for the health of it. When you exercise, what you're doing is you're getting revved up emotionally, intellectually. And so these are little things that equate to total professional. Learn something new every day. And mm. so that might mean, forget listening to all this garbage that you hear. If, you're, if you can't read something that's beneficial, then don't have it. Don't have a newspaper. Don't read the front page of the paper if you simply have hear about garbage and gossip and everything else. Listen to a podcast that will direct you where you want to be. So once again, you're surrounding yourself with people you want to be like. Many people say, oh, well, so-and-so was lucky, right place, right time. And I say, you know what? They created, that person created his or her own luck. So it's a matter of, it's, there's no luck going on. It's creating your luck. You seize the moment. You take advantage of opportunity and then you plan ahead. So pre-planning, just like pre-planning purchases, think about what you want, plan ahead. Also, no, if ahead. I may say one more thing and then I will let you talk. Sure. No. I can guarantee you people who are early or on time are going to be self-made millionaires. People who are notoriously late don't have a chance because if you can't manage your time, you can't manage your money. Mm. And I will tell you, I'm not perfect. For 35 years, I was late and I finally figured it out. So if there's anyone here who's listening, who's 35 or younger, then I promise you, you have a chance. What I learned, and I'm going to share this gift with them is this write down the time you have to leave not the time you have to be somewhere. That's all you do. And when you do that 21 times, you create a new habit. I've heard it said, whether it's 21 times, I've heard it also said uh, that if you uh, uh, repeat a habit for 30 days, that's, you know, I don't know if that's changed much these days or not because of our such uh, a short attention span that we have these days, especially with our, all of our devices. Uh, it's, that's, uh, that's, that's a really good piece of advice. There are two words that I have been working to eliminate from our vocabulary, okay? And I'll explain why once I've given you the words. The words are success and failure. And here's the reason why. And I've used this example probably more times than most people wished I had. The invention of the light bulb was a product of 990 ways that the light bulb didn't work. Not that Edison failed 990 times, but his response to that question, how many times did you fail? He said, I never failed. I just found 990 ways that it didn't work. <laughs> So when we start talking about this aspect of, uh, and we need to start defining some terms here in a moment, but when we start talking about the aspect of uh, uh, becoming a, a self-made millionaire and, and, and uh, going for the brass ring, as it were, and we start to uh, talk about success, as it were, and what that means to the individual, does it mean actually having seven digits before the decimal point in your bank account? Um I, I, I'm I'm just wondering if if what you said early in the in the segment was that you've got to decide what it is that you want. And it's been said by people who want to open a restaurant. And I've heard this question posed to them. Why do you want to open a restaurant? And they will tell them why. And the person asking the question will say, no, that's wrong. You open a restaurant because you want to make money. And that's the only reason you and I'm thinking. Well, what's the point in that? If that's the only reason I could go do pretty much anything else and make money a whole lot easier than opening a restaurant. I used to work in a restaurant as a kid. I was a busboy. And, and that part of it was not easy, I want you to know. 
but I've seen the programs with uh, uh, Graham Ramsey and uh, Midna- uh, Nightmare uh, Kitchens and on and on and on mm-hmm. and how bad it can be, but also how good it can be. And uh, so it seems to me that one needs to find out what, shall we say, what one's life purpose is and whether or not being a millionaire is part of that. Is that is that a fair assessment? You hit the nail on the head, Richard. In order to be able to do something and uh, put your heart and soul in it, it has to be a passion. So if someone wants to open a restaurant, they have to love serving people. They have to love food. Because let me tell you, money is very secondary to uh, everything else. Money happens after you do nice things. Oftentimes, my husband will say to me, uh, are you making anything on that? And I say, it's not about money. Of course, you know, at this point, a stage in my life, I don't mind making money, but I so love helping people be successful. Mm-hmm. That gives me the greatest pleasure in the world because I know what it takes. And if I can give somebody the confidence, the motivation, and for them, for your listeners to know, it's so simple. And again, it doesn't just snap. You don't snap your fingers and do it. However, let me give a habit. Keep your word. When you keep your word, that's one of the 52 secrets, not only to other people, to yourself. That's what it's about. And again, it's something as simple as I said, when I went to the store to pick up a few things, I had my list. That was part of my discipline. I jotted it down so I remember what I was getting. And then I said to myself, okay, that's what I'm getting. And that's the discipline. So you stay disciplined. You keep your word. You have to be an honest person. Be an honest person. Do things for other people, whether it's pay it forward, whether it it doesn't matter what it is. Mm -hmm. The other very interesting thing about becoming a self-made millionaire is you declutter. You become a minimalist. Now, that is a relative term. So that means the more you get rid of stuff by giving it away, selling it, throwing it away, depending on what it is. You have less clutter in your life and you can think more clearly. That is one of the 52 secrets. Hmm. Well, I couldn't agree with you more on those things. Now I'm going to throw another uh, another thing at you in the regards to this and which of which of these 52 cards comes up for me. Uh, you're like my you're like my millionaire tarot reader here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've been in this business of broadcasting for over 40 years, 41 years, August 29th of this year. Um, I have acquired a rather large selection of tools that I have put in my toolbox, metaphorically speaking. And I've pretty much made about the same money I've made throughout my career. It's gone up a little here and a little there, and I've done side projects, and I've enjoyed those and all of those kinds of things. But I'm still waiting for the um, four and five and six digit figures in my bank account that would allow me to say to my wife, did you want to go to... uh, and one of our really beautiful restaurants here would be at the Biltmore or up on the Mesa. And you'd be spending two and three, maybe $400 for a meal that you would take the time. You're not going to scarf it down. You're going to enjoy yourself. Or you want to buy just a, a few simple things on your list. Okay. Right. And yet, for some interesting reason, in spite of the level of reinvention that I'm going through now, where I never did this before until July of this year, I'm now video editing things like this program. This podcast broadcast is going to be on YouTube now. And mm-hmm. um, we're going to make them available for people and see what what unfolds there. I mean, I keep getting these wonderful accolades about the program Okay, well, why hasn't the program after 13 years done more (laughs) than what it's done? So 
what what is your advice in that regard to someone like myself who's got the skills, the abilities, the capacity, the drive, the interest, the, uh, you know, the enjoyment, especially the passion? What am I doing wrong? What are other people doing wrong that for some reason things just don't seem like they're clicking? Am I being impatient? Well, the question is, it sounds like you're doing them. You probably have five or six more. So, okay, let's put you on the spot. Are you ready for this? All right. Okay, folks, here we go. Here we go. Do you believe you can do it? Yes. Okay, there you go. You know your passion. We see that you are in the middle of your passion because you are enthused. uh, you, You walk it, talk it, live it. All right. Do you write down your goals? No. Well, there you go. Let me give you a little study. Okay. That's a big one. Okay. okay. This is a big one. There was a study by Harvard, uh, done through Harvard Business School students. And of course, that means they're supposed to be smart. These 100 MBA students were asked, do you have goals? 84 of the 100 did not have goals. Now, I'm sure you have goals. Mm-hmm. 13 of the 100 had goals only in their minds. So now we're up to 84, no goals, 13 only in their minds, three had written goals. 10 years later, the same 100 individuals were found, probably through LinkedIn. The 13 individuals who had goals only in their minds a decade before were earning on average twice as much as the 84 people who had no goals 10 years before. Mm -hmm. However, the three individuals who had documented goals were earning 10 times more than the 97 other people. So what does that tell you? You must write down your goals. And because you and I write down our goals doesn't mean that it's going to happen with the snap of the finger. I can tell you, I have had a goal in my wallet, under my mattress. I don't have a car anymore because I live in New York City. I used to have it in my glove compartment. I have it in the notes section of my phone. And I wrote it down in 19, uh, four, excuse me, 19, April 2014. It is not yet accomplished. However, I am 80% of the way there. Okay. So the point that I'm making is this. You have to know where you're going in order to get there. Okay. That's a big one. All right. Fair? I, I Fair. I just pulled out of my okay. wallet some things I've been carrying around for quite some time. Okay. Uh, one of them is a little card, <clears throat> and I will, I'll show it to you because you probably can see it. It says, expect a miracle. Okay? That's one. Yep. That's one. Good. All right. The insurance card is irrelevant. Birth certificate's irrelevant. I've been carrying around a check, a tiny little check. It is dated <laughs> November the, what is this here? I've got to check and see what this is. What does this say? It says uh, 1124. 2007. I don't know if you can make out the numbers. Very on, good. I do see it. All yes. right. For $5 million. All right. Then I have also in my wallet, my birth certificate, irrelevant right now, uh, a little card here that says, I am whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy. And this is the one I was going to share with you. I did write down my goals, probably back Good. in 2007. Good. It says here, I think that I want uh, the things that I want in my life. Tell me your story nationally syndicated, earning me $100,000 and more a year. Number two, $5 million. Number three, a multi-acre parcel of property in the mountains. Number, f- um, number four, more time at home to spend with my wife and the animals. And number five, to write and sell the books that are inside me. All right. Well, so what percentage of them have you have you accomplished? Because I know you have. I have accomplished. Well, I'm still working on the book. It's it's uh, it's been written. I'm still working on the publishing end of it. Okay. I am actually spending more time at home because I'm able to do much of. I could be doing this interview at home right now with you. Right. And right. then and, and then processing it from there. Uh, multi-acre parcel. Well, we don't own it. We rent it. Uh, there you go. All right. So we're living there. The five million I don't have. The syndication of the radio program I don't have yet. 
Um, but those are, the, okay, so those are, uh, how many of those there? That's uh, five. Five items, five goals. And what's interesting is that because of the expansion into video now, uh, uh, who knows? Uh, maybe, and that's that would be one other aspect I want to talk to you about in this regard. If we keep doing the same thing over and over again, uh, and we keep getting the same result, which they define, Einstein defined as insanity. Well, there's an aspect of that that I wanted to talk to you about in that, let's say one day we say, you know what? I'm going to turn left up here. I always turn right up here, but today I'm going to turn left and I'm going to go down this street instead of that street. Now, I had a case where that happened. Up ahead, I could see that there was road construction. I want to avoid it. I turned left onto a side street. I start tooling down the road. The next thing that happened, you, you and you'll, you'll understand this. A gentleman pulls out of his driveway at rather ha rapid rate and we collide. Which ends up, following the insurance company's involvement, totaling my Volvo. So we had to get a rental car. Ended up being a rental truck, Ford F-150, 2018. Well, we'd been talking for years about getting a truck. So there we are in this rental, and we're in it for a month. And, of course, Enterprise sells their rentals. Right. So we go to the rental place, and we say, we'd like to buy one of your trucks. We leave the lot in a truck, Ford F-150. Less than a year later, and it's a year October 2020, Less than a year later, we finally buy something else we'd been looking at for seven years or more, a travel trailer. It was because I chose to make that left turn at that moment. Now, someone said to me, do you know that you could have manifested all of that without crashing into somebody or somebody crashing into you? I said, maybe it was a non-injury accident for both of us. OK, right. and I remind that of people. I said, the universe wasn't going to hurt us. And I don't know what happened to this gentleman's life. I would hope that I gave him the last thing I said to this man before I left. And the policeman was there and his girlfriend, the, the man's girlfriend was there. I said he had his arms folded in front of him. You know, he was just and I said, I extended my hand and I said, I just want to say I'm glad that neither of us is hurt. And I ask you to go out and make it a better day than now. Okay? Because I'm going to. And this is a small town. I don't know where you live right now. In New York, you said? Yes. A big city. I'm, I don't know if it's Manhattan necessarily, but uh, you, 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 small towns, you're going to come across these people again. There's no reason to generate right. that kind of energy. But again, it goes back to the point. I, I chose to turn there. Right. I don't know where we would be today if I hadn't turned. Right. And, and again, the key is you were, you believed and you turned a negative into a positive. That's one of the secrets for creating your own success. Okay. That's important. So it's all perspective. It's a mindset. And your mindset said you can make lemonade out of lemons. And that's what you did mm. to have a positive attitude no matter what is happening. And sometimes it's difficult uh, when it comes to somebody who has a, a very bad illness, etc. However, there is always a message. It's hard to find it. So yeah. you're absolutely right. And again, sometimes people don't believe this, how it really is the journey much more than the destination. Oh, it's yeah. getting there. And some people say, just let me be there. Yeah. I mean, let me tell you that's, but it is, it is the journey. And the key is, I tell my children, I've given you the rod, now go fish. Oh, I like so it. So that I, they get it all the time. My daughter yeah. says, Mother, I'm so tired of the rod. I say, well, guess what? You have all the knowledge to do it, and I'm so proud of you because you are doing it. And so the key is, if somebody were a trust fund baby and handed a million dollars, they would never appreciate what well, they're less likely, let me say that, to mm -hmm. appreciate. Mm -hmm. It's easy come, easy go. When you earn what you have and you know it's really not about the money, it's about the journey to make it. So example, we talked about starting a business. So start one part-time, start one mm -hmm. online, 
and say, you know what, this is my goal. Even if it's in 10 years, I will do this full time or I will do this part time for 20 years and still have my job. So I have insurance. I can take care of my family or I can begin a family, etc. So this is really what it's about. Self-made millionaires are givers. They give their ear. They give their time. They do donate to special causes. Mm-hmm. And they do, like yours, you said this, you embrace change. You want to embrace change. It's just like the book, Who Moved the Cheese? If you are stuck in a corner doing the same thing all the time, then you're going to get exactly what you have now. And, you know, you talked about that dinner for two, $300 at the Biltmore or wherever you said, mm-hmm. you know what? People can have anything they want. So if I knew that I wanted to go to this fancy schmancy restaurant and I can afford it, but guess what? First of all, I'd say, because I know I can do it, I don't really want to do it that much. Or if I couldn't afford to do it, what I would do is I'd say, you know what? I'm going to save, instead of going to these little restaurants, going to Chipotle here and this there, Mm -hmm. I will save. And this will be our goal for one year from now. This is when we will go. And so it's very easy to do things when you, and we did this, we talked about plan ahead, write it down, plan ahead, pay yourself first. I don't care if you pay yourself 50 cents a day. If you pay yourself a dollar a paycheck, it's going to take longer, but so what? This is how it happens. And then you find multiple sources of income. Be humble. I mean, this is, it's all, I said that already, I know, but when you do things, it works. Yeah. Write down what you want to do. And remember, the greatest wealth in the world is our health. We mm-hmm. know that today oh, yeah. more than ever. Yes. So I help, hope that this certainly helps. Oh, the one other I have to say, live below your means. People think because they have it, they need to spend it. Well, you know what? How many of us have realized we don't need an extra pair of shoes. We don't need an extra outfit. We don't need to go to do certain things because we've lived just fine during these last six months. Mm-hmm. And we've eliminated a lot of extra costs yeah. that we thought were necessary and they're really not. Yeah. Uh, very good point. Uh, first of all, you mentioned uh, who moved the cheese. I was asked to read that by an employer about 15, 20 years ago. And I, and it was made mandatory and I a little frustrated at that because I hate being told that I have to read something. It's like going back to school, but I read it. I read it cover to cover and I took it back to him and I put it on his desk and I said, I read the book and I want you to know (laughs) after reading the book, I do not have a problem with somebody (laughs) moving the cheese. No problem whatsoever. If you want to move the cheese, metaphorically speaking, do it. I have a problem with not being told the cheese was moved and where. (laughs) And it happens at home quite often. And I ended up doing it to my wife occasionally when, where's the ketchup? Where's the relish? Where's the this? Where's the that? Where are my socks? I don't say that to her because I I take responsibility for clothing myself. I know where my clothes are. But uh, that was was what I said to him. I says, if somebody wants to, uh, if an engineer, you want to bring an engineer in here and rewire the studio... terrific great new wiring new connections just tell me how it's wired up that's all so that i can go back to work you know uh it's why i don't change software that often i'm using the same software i've been using since 1994 and i don't mean the, the the software that came out in 94 i've got the upgrades but it's basically it's the same stuff uh, and people say, well, yeah, but there's another program that's so much better and this and that and the other. Or go to Mac and they got this program. And it's not a, why? I read in the trade magazines, the BBC uses the same software I use. And if, I use. And if it's good enough for the BBC, it's good enough for me. So um, that's that's my perspective is is I don't mind if someone wants to do that. I, I, if it's the boss, if it's a subordinate, uh, if it's an equal, whatever. I, I don't have a problem with that. Just Just tell me. Okay, so so that you know, I don't get frustrated <laughs> and try. Uh, where'd it go? Where is it? I don't understand. What who moved? Where did it go? Um, yes, I go hear ahead. what you. And you know, and it's it's a good point. And maybe we should tell your listeners. <laughs> it's a great book. And who moved the cheese is about how we adapt to change. Yes, Mo- many of us, and I'm like you, Richard. I think it's a good idea if I decided to make the change. 
However, if somebody else decided to make the change, it's very easy for outgoing people like you and me to become defensive. Mm. And we don't want it. No. Because first of all, it wasn't our idea. And two, <laughs> we are so uncomfortable with new things because there's a whole learning curve, yeah. which is really a tough thing. So the secret is, again, adapting to change. And it's not a matter of snapping your fingers and adapting, right. but being open. I mean, the first thing I often say into myself, no, to something. And then I realize, why not? So the question is, why, but why not? How about and this? That's part of it. Yeah. How about this? This is interesting for me because I, uh, for example, I'll use a, a, an example. Uh, the the plumbing goes out. Uh, our our we have we are on a septic system up on the up on the mountain, and uh, every so often the the pipe gets clogged in the toilet, and we get the plunger out and we go to town and we clear it out. Sometimes it's in the sink in the kitchen because too much grease or oil's gone down the drain, which try to minimize as much as we can. But for some reason, for me. If there's a repair that needs to be done on something like that and I'm able to do it, when it's done, I feel like, wow, we got a brand new plumbing system. This is really cool. And basically, it's all I'm doing is returning the plumbing to its original condition, which was flowing. That's all. And yet for me, it's like brand new or if there's a minor repair on the on the truck or the trailer or somewhere else in the house or whatever it might be to me it's like it's brand new and that's just kind of like it's not like oh man am i glad that's over um it's like oh this is cool it's it's this is this is like like a new thing here do you ever get to get that kind of sensation with with uh, fixing something, I mean, I've, I've done, uh, in the last two weeks here at the station, I have fixed at least three different computer issues I did not think I could do, but I, it wasn't a question of I got to sit here and, okay, how am I, I don't think I can do this, I can, I had to dive in and try to figure out, and I called people to get some advice, and on and on, and the next thing I know, number one's done, number two's done, number three's done, and we're doing great. And it's like it's new again. Sure. So what I'm hearing you say is it's very gratifying to have that sense of accomplishment. Yeah. And yeah. that's what it is. And so what I'm hearing you say, it's not taking the little things for granted. Mm -hmm. And that's part of being appreciative for what you've done. Uh, again, you did that. And also displaying that appreciation to other people. So you know, creating your own success is very simple. You have a positive attitude. You know that the sky is the limit. You're beginning, uh, you're diversifying by having that video, mm -hmm. creating a video division. And what you're doing is you're adding on. It's also uh, minimizing, it's diversifying, it's keeping you enthused about life. It's reinventing yourself. That's it. And that That's is it. Yeah. precisely one of the 52 secrets. Yeah. What is it that you want to do? do and then ask yourself let me think about it and in six months in one year i will do i will work toward reinventing myself by the way so once uh, again yes i like what you said there uh the video is a new division it's like i i'm in a high rise <laughs> and creating right. new divisions you know what? for my this corporation is a division yeah i love this it this is a division absolutely listen when i started my business we had an accountant. I would put on my accountant hat and then call. This is accounting. We're calling to see when payment will be coming. And then we had our public relations person who didn't even exist. That was George Smith. He was my invisible uh, PR person. And so the key is, you know, you do have a division. It's another service yeah. that you're providing. Yeah. In fact, I know someone who uh, used to be with a radio, WBZ. His name uh, will come to me in a minute, and he's the best guy around. He's in Boston. His name is Jordan Rich, and he and a partner actually began a uh, podcast division, and they now do, they create podcasts. Mm. So you may do, they create podcasts for people, and I worked with them so actually for this book. So if any of 
your listeners go online to my name, Anne Marie Sabbath with 1B.com, they can listen to 52 podcasts, which are compatible with the 52 secrets. And so there it is. So diversifying what you're doing. Uh, I diversified what I did by repackaging my book so that people who want to listen to it may be able to listen. They can do the audio version of her. They can hear the secrets through a podcast or through 52 podcasts. Same thing with your podcast division. We're talking with Anne-Marie Sabbath, and she has written What Self-Made Millionaires Do That Other People Don't, 52 Ways to Create Your Own Success. We'll keep that word in there. I'm not going to take it away. Um, I have a question for you that I think most people are going to want to know. Often when we have guests on who have uh, written books or CD, put CDs together or programs or concepts and what have you, uh, and, and they're encouraging people to achieve certain things. Uh, the listener likes to know if that guest has achieved that which they're trying to help others to achieve. So my question to you is, are you a self-made millionaire, Anne-Marie? Well, when I was writing it, I had four, it was either four or five steps that I needed to accomplish. And this was, let's say, 2018. I wrote it, 2019. It came out. And in the book, it says that as God is my witness, I would accomplish that goal of becoming a self-made millionaire by January of 30th of 2020. And I did. Now, has it changed my life? Well, what it has done is it doesn't mean I can run out and spend it doesn't mean I can go get Louboutin shoes. It doesn't mean <laughs> you still, because let me tell you, you can lose it as quickly as you can make it. But what it has given me is the freedom to I helping people. I love, and I'm not saying that I uh, go on the corner and hand out $100 bills. No, Be, becoming a self-made millionaire is the journey. I, as I said, love helping people. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you though, when somebody doesn't follow through, they're out of my life so fast. Yeah. They don't know what hit them because I want to help people succeed. And again, just like my children, I give them the rod and everything I know is in this book. Mm -hmm. And so when somebody says I have done ABC, what do you suggest? Of course, I'm half more than happy to talk with them because I tell them the tuition is very high. They must pay it forward. Yeah. Now, one interesting aspect of what you just said about uh, coming and going, and that is uh, the statistics have shown that people who are middle-low income, particularly, but could be high income too, who win the lottery, several million dollars or more, are right back where they started from financially one year later. And that just goes to prove your point that people just don't seem to realize um, they, they haven't changed their perspective on money, on what it is, what it can do for you, what it will do for you. And uh, also the pitfalls in terms of people coming around and saying, hey, uh, you know, I got this invention. I've got this investment. I've got this, that or the other thing. You need this, that, those, those shoes, Louis Vuitton or whatever, whatever they are. Uh, and the list goes on. But there's one aspect of it I wanted to touch on. I wanted to ask you about this because I think this is also important. I know you have probably seen on television some of the hoarding programs. You get these people whose houses are just jam-packed with literally garbage. To them, it's stuff, oh, I might need that down the road. And I have to tell you, I used to do a little bit of that in my shed with parts. I, could, I may need that piece of fencing down the road, or I may need <laughs> this screw, or that bolt, or da-da-da-da-da. What's uh, what do you say to those individuals who and they may not be in the news, they may they may not make the papers, but they still have millions, if not billions of dollars. OK, and they're really not doing anything with it. Wouldn't you consider that to be a form of hoarding 
also? Well, here's what I say. Mm -hmm. You learn two things from everyone. You learn what to do and you learn what not to do. So the only thing with the gift that I would receive from them is to do what I feel is right in my mind. That's the most important thing. The key is you can't point a finger and judge people mm -hmm. because you really don't know where they are coming from. But what you can do is take what they're doing and use it as um, an experience for you. Now, I will say for people who don't like to declutter, I hate decluttering. And what I have learned to do is if there's something that I know I'm not going to fit into again or is out of fashion, but I work so hard to get it. What I will do is take it out of my closet and I will put it in a bin. And so that bin is one step closer to getting rid of it. And I may hold on to it for another year or so, but it's no longer in my closet. Mm -hmm. So the, the key is, you know, we can't point fingers at people. There are many, many people who have a lot and it's all right if they don't share it because that's their prerogative. Okay. It's not our business. Right. Again, lending an ear is as powerful to people. Giving them the knowledge is as powerful as giving is probably more powerful than giving them money. That's really important. Mm -hmm. And that raises uh, another issue that, that kind of goes along this train of thought. Um, I, I mentioned plumbing earlier. Uh, water has been used as an analogy, especially for money, but sometimes just for things, for prosperity and abundance in a very general way. Uh, and so anytime I have a problem with my plumbing at the house, okay, whether it's a clogged drain or no water coming in, okay, from the, from the tank, I want to get that thing fixed as quickly as possible because it is my metaphor for my financial stability and well-being. If I get the flow going again, then so goes my, my economic situation, my financial situation. Now, that's not always hard and fast true, but I just, it, it just for me, it just makes, uh, it, it makes me feel better when I do that. And I know, okay, I've got the water coming in and everything's good. The pressure's good. And then everything's draining properly. Okay. So the money is going to be coming in and it will be going out because we do have things that we, we like, we want. I got to pay the electric and the phone. I don't have gas, uh, all of those other things, the rent. Uh, and I don't look at them as, oh God, not again. I got to do this all over again. And it's a hardship and it's a pain and it's a misery. And I got to moan and groan. No, I sit there going, I'm glad I've got my cell phone and I've got electricity and I've got a place to stay and I've got clothes in the closet and food in the fridge and the cupboards and, and the list goes on. And I'm happy to pay these things. I just hate when the bank account goes down to zero, but what about the aspect, as I've talked many times on this program, of trusting the universe, following your intuition, and saying, because I've done this on many occasions, don't worry about it, don't fret about it, don't put any more energy into it, just keep repeating to yourself, I trust, I trust, I trust. And I'm speaking of the universe, I'm trusting that. I will be led to do the right things at the right time and I, that I should not fret about it. I mean, even Jesus in the Bible talks about how the birds of the air, they fly around and everything. They don't work. Okay. They don't put in a hard day's work for a hard day's seeds. <laughs> and maybe they do. And, and maybe, maybe they, they do, do in their own way. very hard to fly yeah. and to figure out where. Uh, they are going to find Good that point. next piece of Good food. Point. So they work very hard. Now, I want to compliment you, Richard, because something you said is so essential, and it really is one of the 52 secrets. It's called be grateful. And yes. what I will tell you I do is every night, well, almost every night, sometimes I just melt into the pillow. But most nights, as I'm attempting to fall asleep, I ask myself, well, for what am I grateful today? You know, and it's, I'm grateful to have, uh, that we had fish for dinner. We're grateful that we uh, were able, that I have an iPad to be able to 
or computer to be able to zoom in. Grateful that uh, I have a wonderful daughter and son. The key is always demonstrate what you're grateful for instead of taking it for granted. Mm-hmm. Grateful that I have air conditioning uh, <laughs> and that after 20 years, I've been able to achieve my goal of where I my next step in life was going to be. So the key is you cannot have, you cannot get what you want unless you are grateful for what you have. Yeah. And that's exactly what you're doing. There's a philosophy that I developed almost 40 years ago. And it was during a six-month vocational class or course in broadcasting in Phoenix, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to go into the details, but the philosophy is self-explanatory. Work with what you have until you get what you want. There you go. There you go. And it's so wonderful. And you know, the key is, first of all, coffins don't have pockets. So <laughs> it's very important. You have, you and your wife and your animals have the greatest wealth possible. You have each other. Yeah. You have, I mean, somebody. if somebody were to write you a check for a million dollars right now, which animal would you give up? Oh, I couldn't give up any of them. Well, there you go. Guess what? You have the greatest wealth yeah. in the world because so many of us have what money cannot buy. Yeah. And remember, I said it before, but it's really the chase much more than the catch and then savor the catch. It's like having something in a crock pot and enjoying that smell oh, the, the aroma all day yeah. long. That's as nice as actually taking that first bite <laughs> of stew yeah. on a, on a, on low heat. Oh. And the slower, longer it takes, the more you appreciate it. It's the same thing with that. So I hope this has helped. And again, anytime you or your listeners or viewers have questions, I genuinely invite you to email me at Anne Marie, A N N M A R I E, at Anne Marie Sabbath, S A B 1 B A T H dot com. I would be honored, and this would be my way of paying it forward. Absolutely. Anne Marie Sabbath, my guest. What self made millionaires do that most people don't? 52 ways to create your own success. And you get to define what that is for yourself because we can't do that. Certainly, Anne Marie would have her definition. Each one of us has our own definition. And I, I have to say, I there was this one uh, story that I heard, Anne Marie, before we wrap up here, that I thought was rather interesting. Um, and, uh, sometimes I wonder if I've adopted that and maybe that's why I don't have the million dollars in the bank just yet. It was a story about two guys who would, uh, get together every so often and they'd go out to, for a meal and they'd sit and talk and catch up and so forth. And one day they go out to breakfast and they have their wonderful, uh, morning uh, breakfast there for an hour or so. And the bill comes and the one guy picks up the bill and he reaches in his pocket and he pulls out exact change for the bill plus gratuity and they leave all right then he uh then they go to uh lunch a few about it and thought about it and he says can i get back to you on that he says sure so about a week after uh, he got back to the genie and he says i know what my wish is my wish is to have exactly the amount of money i need to pay for the things that i need and want now this guy was not a greedy individual he wasn't going to go out and go nuts he just wanted to make sure that he could afford the things that were, were necessary. And I sometimes wonder if that isn't better success than having a million dollars in the bank, knowing that whatever you need is going to be provided, to kind of like what we talked about before with the birds of the air and that kind of thing, and trusting the universe. It's very possible. You know, I would say it's fine. It's all right to want more. It's all right to say, this is what I want, what I need. I want to have enough for what we need, what we want, and also to give back. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is, this is really what it yeah. is about, for sure. Well, I look forward to hearing from you and certainly your listeners. I could uh, visit with you uh, all day long, and I certainly hope you'll have me back. I absolutely will. 
Before we let you go, I have three final questions for you that I'd like to ask you. Very quick questions. Yes. Uh, and you may have addressed them during the program. I'd like to ask them pointedly, but I remind our listeners, the program's here Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m. And we stream on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher. That's where the podcasts are. And the streaming is on richarddugan.com. Just click on the 2020, the year of perfect vision. Don't forget about that, folks. The year of perfect vision. Go within. Spend some time there. My first question to you of the three that I like to ask all my guests is, uh, first of all, who is Anne-Marie Sabbath? Well, I'm a uh, parent. I'm a partner, my husband. I'm a business owner. And I'm somebody who loves, loves to be able to help other people. What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you are doing now? Really, it has become very clear to me. I know I said this, and it's this is what I tell people. I really want to assist people in achieving their goals. And finally, what is your life's purpose? My life's purpose is to demonstrate uh, that everyone has a special quality, and I love letting people helping people to know what it is. And the best way I can do it is by uh, being accepting of them. And believe me, I'm not a holy roller at all. What I do believe is I love to see the best. I love to see the best in people. I can have the nastiest person and I can bring out the best in them by being nice. There you That's go. That's the key. It's the power of nice. Well, Anne-Marie Sabbath, I thank you so much for joining us and sharing with us what self-made millionaires do that most people don't and sending people to annemariesabbath.com. We will be linked to your website so that people thank can you. continue their process of growth and and uh, and uh, enlightenment and transformation. And I thank you for listening to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And until our next broadcast podcast, Love to lull.